I'm trying to think of how I want to start this. Don't do the hello, hello, hello. Are you micromanaging me right no, now? Just do something. Fun. Like what? Why don't you introduce the show? Hey, everybody, it's Brandon Dawson and Natalie Workman for the Age Gap Realness Podcast. What's the podcast called? Age Gap Realness Podcast. I can't Natalie handle Workman. He is micromanaging me. Workman. So you, what don't you like that I do? I love everything you do. No, no, how I just open the podcast normally. You, you didn't open it. No, you just told me what I shouldn't do when I open it. Well, Give you me. do what you normally do when you open it. Sometimes I do it different. I don't know. What do you normally do? What he doesn't like what, that I do is... Wait. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah, he doesn't like it when I say the same word three times. Yeah. Or hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. He hates welcome that. Welcome to the Age Gap Realness Podcast with Natalie Workman and my guest, the famous Brandon Dawson. See, I don't understand why you're being so rude. I introduce you so nicely. I make you seem like a big wheel. You hear my squeaky chair? Oh, gosh. Here we, start, here we go again, starting squeak. off talking about the squeaky chair. All right. This should be a great show. We had a great week in L.A. We had a great week in L.A. Last week, we talked a little bit and teased you guys about our conversation with Rich the Kid talking about money and young money and how you continue to have money and allow it to grow to where you actually use it to create wealth over your lifetime instead of just blowing it on three things. Actually, I want to write down the three things. Do you remember the three things that he said most rappers blow their money on? Uh, most rappers, blow according their money to Rich on drugs, the Kid. Drugs, jewelry, and... It's jewelry, drugs. He said two things at first. And then he said, and cars. Yeah. Jewelry, drugs, and cars. And I said to Brandon, I, I don't know I that drugs threw, cost money. And then, and then he threw women in there somewhere. No, I don't think he, he, he didn't. No, I think I don't remember that part. But I don't know that drugs, like, I, I could use an education clearly, but I, like, drugs are expensive, apparently. Who knew? What kind of drugs are expensive? Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think, I think, have you ever watched a, well, honestly, I know why you don't know what drugs cost. Why? Because you refuse never... to watch any of the drug movies with me. Oh, that's true. So you don't know, like you don't narcos, know, yeah, all that stuff. You don't Breaking know. Breaking Bad. But I, I. I'd assume drugs cost a lot of money, considering there's been empires built and de and demolished over, and countries. How much over they drugs. cost? Yeah, because it seems like that it's so prevalent in the world. I just assumed. I guess it's kind of like alcohol. I have to tell you, I was shocked when I turned 21 that alcohol sometimes costs more than your food. Like it blew my mind. You go out to a restaurant, a drink is fifteen dollars, and a burger is ten. And you're like, holy crap, I just spent $25 on a dinner where 15 of it was because I had one drink, not even two drinks, one Parents, drink. this is what happens when you shield your kids from I was real so life. blown away. It's like, why do people pay for that? I honestly thought that. Why would somebody pay to drink uh, alcohol? So it's much. so expensive. All right. So I just so, didn't realize drugs cost money. Getting back to money. These are things to learn. When, you're, when you don't have money, don't spend money on stupid things like drinks out at- Or even when you do have money. Don't spend money I on I mean, we things. we buy, yeah, that's true. But like we we buy drinks at restaurants. Like we're not worried about that. You just kind of countered my point right there. I was just You're making so sure people understood. You're so off topic at this point. No, I'm not way off topic. I think I'm right on topic. We're talking about don't do drugs. Don't buy jewelry. And don't do drugs because they cost a lot of cars. money. Don't do drugs because they're not good for you. Oh, and all they cost of the above. And they cost a lot of money. But we're talking about money mindset. The only reason that we're and young money mindset. The only reason we're talking about this is in the context of 
money, not health. I could go off about why health reasons uh, show that you shouldn't do drugs. But I'm sure you. I'm sure that you could. My gra- my grandma, my favorite person on the planet, died from secondhand smoke. I hate smoke, like cigarettes and all that stuff. I think at a very young age, I was very uh, disturbed about how my grandma died, and she, yeah, it was I, a I don't nasty, blame me there either. nasty situation. My grandpa and grandma died of uh, what do you call it? Uh, asthma or where you know where emphysema? they emphysema. Emphysema, yeah, and it's it was horrible. horrible. So uh, this episode is maybe what? I'm the ADD one. Yeah. Today. So what's this episode on? <laughs> I'm confused now. This episode is on the conversation that we had with Rich the Kid about money, the good questions he was asking, where he wants to take his life, and how to make money work for you. So here's I, I did a, a and geniuses giving him this advice. Yeah. So so first of all, I think giving him this I think. Advice. I think him reaching out and asking if he could come sit down and talk to Grant yes. to get guidance and advice on now that his career is doing well and he's starting to build a, a, his own empire, you know, how should he be thinking about his money mm-hmm. and getting his money right? And Grant gave some some really good, I mean, we were just very fortunate to be there as well, mm-hmm. um, conversation on this, very specific points. And, and I think you and I came off that and you're like, you know what, my audience, I'd love to share this content with my audience. Yeah, because he's in his 20s. I think he's 25. 27. No, he's not older than me. He's 27. Okay. He's Turning in, 27 this week. That was the other guy. That wasn't oh, him. Okay. See, got your facts wrong. Why I thought this was relevant to my audience is in your 20s, if you have a lot of money or if you don't have a lot of money, no matter the situation, you should be asking these questions. You should be going through this process of studying and finding people who did figure it out, who have figured it out, or who have made mistakes, and what can you do differently in order to set yourself up, to set your family up, to set the people around you up for success when you're when you're older in life. Because one of the points that we're going to get to is talent goes away. Like Brandon's ability to be a phenomenal business person will eventually go away. When he's 85 years old, my guess is you're not going to want to be showing up to meetings and building businesses in the same way that you do now. And you are setting your life up to be able to do that with even passive if I income. Want to, even if I want to do that, it doesn't set up everyone else I love in my family. Because it, as soon as he dies, be, everything yeah, would go gone. away. It's, it would all be key man dependent. If Brandon was spending all the money that he was getting. And would Grant call that money? Stupid money? No, 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 no. If, you ha- if you're required to show up in the first money? Oh, yeah, first money. First uh, money. Uh, uh, what, like income, income money? Yeah, so first money. It's like you, you got to do something to get it. Yeah, you yeah. have to be in a space at a certain amount of time for a certain amount of time in order to get paid, whether it's a speaking engagement, whether it's your nine to five you're job, musician. you're a musician, you have to show up and you have to be recording something like for the money that you make when you show up for something, you should never, ever spend that money. The money that you should spend and that you should be living off of is the second money. So the money that either makes money off of that first money. So if you're investing in real estate, you're investing in the stock market, whatever your investments are, or if you have a second flow of income that is established after you've created your first money or your primary income. Yeah, and to be clear, Grant doesn't, um, the stock market doesn't give you that, right? It's too volatile and, and it's not dependable and it doesn't create income. I was going to get there, but some people have their investments in No, no, I, 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 I know. So I, I got there before you did. So what he's saying is your second money should 
produce the income. Yes. So it has to be something that generates income. Uh, your second money should generate the income that you can live passively on. Your first money should be to fuel the second money, right? And that's the mistake. And in, in, in particular, he asked, this, he asked this guy a question. He said, do you want to be 70 and still having to go to all the different places and, and hotels and casinos? The hard rock. Do you want to be performing when you're 70 years old because you have to show up to make money at the hard rock. Because you never created because second your talent, money. And your talent will run out. It's It will happen. Your pizzazz, whatever it is, you will die. Even if you're talented until you die and still showing up and people are paying you to exchange some service, you still, with the money that you have made, you can still multiply it so yeah. you don't have to continue to show up. You don't have to put yourself in that position. You don't work a nine to five every day. Grant doesn't work a nine to five every day because you've moved past being able to have to do that. Yeah. You make a lot of money from where you do show up, but you also have passive income. And yeah. so the point with people who are young here is when you first find yourself getting into even a little bit of money, you find your first five grand, you, you, you're, you're into, maybe you get a tax return for a thousand bucks. Like start thinking about not spending that money. And not saving it, not, not putting it in a savings it. account. That was my other thing. That Another big takeaways. You don't save it. Think of your mindset as preparing that money to use. So never say, oh, I'm saving this money. You're preparing to use it and deploy it in a way where it will make money for you. Don't don't save money. Saving money and thinking that you're going to be able to have enough, store up enough, it will never be enough if you're not confident in your ability to put it in things that will allow it to multiply, that will allow yeah. it to grow. That's right. It's like, it's such a, it's, I know people in their 50s, 60s, 70s think about this stuff because there's time there. But young people, I, I never have well, this that's conversation the problem. with people. We know a lot of people that are in their 60s and 70s that still think, I need to just work another three to five years because I don't actually have enough money stored up because you never have enough money stored up. Grant talked about what he called board money or mm -hmm. he said board money – what does he say? He said something about board money. We're like butchering these quotes right now. Yeah, I know. Board money gets used. Like yeah, board not to add value though, because if it's sitting around, you're going to spend it. Mm -hmm. And so you 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 think you store it and store it and store it, but you never have enough. And then when you do store enough, you go buy something, a car or jewelry or a house, shoes. shoes, and you just keep committing and obligating yourself deeper and deeper and deeper versus imagine if you spent the first 15 years living lean and just pack and putting your money into income producing things. Income producing things, not saving your money. Not saving it. Not thinking, oh, I just need to have all of this. Like Not even investing it in the stock market, like income producing so that it's driving a three, four, 5% per year income, but it's compounding. And so when he, when you do the math, if you, in fact, he's got some guys working for him that are, you know, 30, Four, 35, 36, 37, that have worked with them now 10, 12 years that have, they're getting 4,000 bucks a month of passive income up to, one guy's getting $200,000 a year in passive income because he's been putting everything that he makes over and above what he needs to live on mm -hmm. into things that are creating passive income. And mm -hmm. I think the whole story here is about putting it into passive income, not storing cash, not saving cash, before even getting to that point, though, I think it's asking the question and starting to think about it in your 20s. How do people create wealth? Like, 
when you just sit with that for sit with that for a week for the next week think about and look around who is in your life now but who is around in media who is around on social media that has actually created wealth and how did they go about doing it like study how they do it yeah don't just watch them on social media there's so many personalities out there that are f- so full of shit that are creating their okay, wealth that's by a good point. They're creating their wealth by getting other people to give them their money. It, yeah, and it's you, not like the cars and the like actual true, true net worth, true yes, wealth. Yes, true wealth. How The question isn't social media. The question is, who are the examples of the people that have created true wealth and how have they done it? How are they doing it? Where are the banks putting their money? The banks, the big banks are putting their money in real estate. All the people that have created true wealth have money in real estate. Why? Because it's the most predictable wealth generating vehicle that there is out there, especially multifamily or I'm big into mini storages because you can diversify over lots and lots and lots of units, right? But find out how people create wealth. And, study and ask that. yourself, what does long-term wealth look like? And That's it right. will entirely flip your perspective on how you spend your time and where you spend your money and how you're able to maximize those things so you don't have to spend your time making money. Yeah, because then you're 60 years old. Well, life goes by, you're 60 years old and you're still working for another 10 years because you haven't put enough money that's generating enough income that can sustain your life. So you just keep getting trapped. And and I think, you know, I've seen this a lot. Business owners in the last three, four, five years of building their business, the implication is they think, oh, now I'm going to try to sell my business for another five or 10 years of income because I haven't really saved. And then they go to sell their business and they get four times their income. And then they're like, what am I going to do after that? Now I got to make this money work. And then they really become fearful because they gave up their income source. They've limited, they only have a certain amount of income. And now it's like, how do I make this last the rest of my life? And everything goes minimalistic. Whereas if you treated yourself like that at the beginning, I'm going to be minimalistic and I'm going to put all my money away for the first 10 years. But it's hard to do that, right? The reason people don't do that is because there are other things that look like wealth or make you look wealthy that you put your money into and then all of a sudden you're wasting it on things that make you look wealthy instead of actually creating wealth. The bags, the shoes, the watches, the jewelry, the the cars, the bigger house, everything. And what I've learned too is as you make more money, as you have access, as I've started getting access to more money, everything becomes more expensive. Like I I used to buy- Because your tolerance goes up. But it's, it's not just, it's not just, the bag or the piece of furniture, it's like my socks are more expensive. My shampoo and conditioner is more expensive. Everything heightens up. It's not just the one thing. And so if you can be disciplined in not allowing those things to go up, still still be okay with the things that you have and the way that you're living now and not take that as a sign of being held back, but be smart about putting your real money that you're making to the side and be able to live at your means and continue to do that. Treat yourself every once in a while, but like don't let everything else heighten as you start to make and grow in your career in your early 20s. Because most most people, we talked about the statistic about a month ago on the podcast. I, I need to double check it, but it's like 85 or 80% of uh, income increase happens in your 20s. So that's the time to start putting these principles yeah, in place and, like in your 20s it doesn't get it's not going to happen later it, that that curve doesn't continue to go up for the average person it goes up 
for your 20s and then it levels off. Well, and then you start having kids and you start having houses and you start all of a sudden your expenses go dynamically up. But uh, I think a couple points here, which is um, it isn't about the minimalistic side. It's more about the discipline side. Like take a percentage of your money, put it away, discipline yourself to put it away for your long-term perspective and put it in the right things. I, You know what? I think I've had a 401k mm-hmm. for my whole career. I'm 51 years old. Okay. And, and and there was a point where I was just putting as much as I could max out into the 401k. Yeah, because that's what everybody says to That's do. what everybody thinks. That 401k over the last 30 years, I've put in like 280,000 bucks, mm-hmm. right? It's worth 310,000. Like it's 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 because it just like it's just such a BS investment vehicle. Everyone's like tells you to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm I get no income out of the 401k. At least if I was getting 5% a year on 300 grand, mm-hmm. like I'd be getting 15,000 a year that I could invest then in, in the stock market. That's second money, right? It's mm-hmm. not my primary or I could live on it. But the point is that people, the whole art here is learning what to do with your money, where to put your money, and what you want your money to do for you. And you need to treat that like you're treating your career, or your business. And the sooner you start, the less pressure you have in the future because you can start living on second money instead of first money. And when you don't need your first money, the 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 money it has to come in to pay the bills, as you're adding complexity and expense to your life with more people you're responsible for, more things that you're buying, bigger things that you're buying, more shiny things that you're buying. And then all of a sudden your money is going to those things, but they're not going to something that's going to give you freedom in the future. And I think listening to that conversation with Grant and and this young guy and and giving and being respectful of the fact that he was smart enough to seek Grant out to get this guidance. Like I really respect the fact he's like, dude, I'm making a lot of money now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to fuck it up. I don't want to mess it up. I want to do the right things with my money, and I need to go to the people that I can trust that obviously are giving guidance and advice in this area and have been successful. And so he sought Grant out. Mm-hmm. What are your six points? Uh, I noticed you have some bullet points here. Should you run some, through them? I do have some bullet points, but you were just making me think of one of the other principles with money is not thinking a lot of people say oh well stop buying starbucks or what is it pump air in your tires extra air in order to save gas money and it's like sure you can do those things you absolutely can do those things but that is not going to create wealth for you like don't inhibit yourself so much to think that you're going to save like with your 401k over the lifetime of your career, you've made, what do you say, 80 grand Yeah, it's in that vehicle yeah. investment yeah. instead of being able to put it towards something that was actually making money in the same vein. Like, don't think, oh, I'm going to become wealthier or it's a wealthy mindset to not buy Starbucks in the morning. Like, if you can't afford to buy Starbucks, don't buy Starbucks, but that's not equally what's going to make you wealthy. Yep. Um... Other points. What was one? I, as you were talking, I was thinking of another thing that he I don't said. Know. Why don't you? Let's go I started, through these. I started already saying these. Oh, Stop did? telling me to go over my notes. Oh, well, I just feel like we're, we're kind of all over the board on this. So I was trying well, to get some clear choo- succinct. Don't choose to feel that way. Okay, perfect. The first piece of. Good news is we have a world class editor. The, uh, we don't need to edit any of this. I know. This. You never edit these. I know. <laughs> you're, you're just because you're getting antsy kittens over there because okay. I had too much coffee. Uh, just give me one second. Make some faces to the camera because I was thinking of something that was really but important. this is an audio show. Well, then make some funny noises. 
More money, more money. Yo, honey, more money. Second flow is better than first. Yo, money. I can't remember <laughs> what I was going to say. I don't know. You sure look good, though. Did I tell everybody how amazing you look right now? Mm-mm. You look amazing. Tell me more. Um, gorgeous, smart. Yes. Um, and very intelligent. Thank you. In a dangerous, cunning way, like when you tricked me to oh, unpack my suitcase oh, last week. Oh, I, I know what it was. Oh, I know what God it was. I knew it was coming. Oh. <laughs> Don't forget it. <laughs> Write it down. Okay. Oh, shit. She lost it again. Oh, with the conversation with Richie the kid, Rich the kid. Grant said and asked Rich a very specific question. And he said, if all the money that you currently have saved, and for the audio people, I just put quotations around that, for the money you have saved, like your cushion, your net, your nest egg, if that was to go away tomorrow, what would you do? And we like got all distracted. Somebody said something or the view was great. And then Grant came back to that question. He said, answer the question, what would you do tomorrow if all your money went away? And he said, I'd pick up a show tonight. And the perspective of once you have it and once you're comfortable, you don't do the same things that you, you don't did push for it. in order to get it to begin with. Like, and you, what he was you, saying is you need to you need to you circulate need to that money out of your get comfort. Get that money out of, your, out of your ability to be comfortable so that you're still hustling the same way that you did in order to get the money to begin with. That's right. And work hard. And he agreed he could do a lot more. Um, he could push harder and do a lot more and make a lot more. And that was Grant's point. You feel comfortable, so you've let off the accelerator, and yet you're in your mid-20s. What if you hammered the accelerator for 10 years and put all that money into income-producing property? And the other thing I want to say is he started rattling off areas that he was thinking of maybe buying properties and stuff. And Grant's like, no, you don't want to buy property in those areas mm-hmm. because of all the requirements and the 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 rights of the people that live there, you know, not yeah, having yeah. to move out and all this stuff. So th- this is not just a go pick some vehicle and indiscriminately, you know, invest your money in it. It's... I think the thesis or the... No, no, don't wrap it up. Don't wrap I'm not, it up. I'm just saying I, I want to make sure that I make this statement for okay, people. Let's hear. What is the statement? Making an educated decision. Study Based on a series of facts doing. and then asking really good questions. The quality of your long-term outcome will be based on the quality of your questions. Not only the questions, but who you're asking the questions of. So just for, as, as, a, as a tidbit of information there. Tidbit. Tidbit. Do your homework. Mm-hmm. One thing that I so appreciate about people who are in the hip hop world who are crushing it, like Travis Scott, when he came through, he came to Portland back in December and I was so bummed because we were traveling on the dates that he was here. We had some prior commitment. And they came and through I really, again like. Let me finish my story. Oh. Goodness. Okay, what what did he do? He came back like like a so, month later. I was so bummed we were missing this concert, and then I got another notification on our calendar that there was a Travis Scott concert. I was like, no, you've got this wrong. He was just here like a week ago. And she said, no, he, he scheduled dates at the end of January. He came back to Portland, Oregon. Travis Scott does not want to be coming to Portland, Oregon two times within a month and a half. He's doing that because he knows that the hype is now. He knows that if he grinds now, this is the opportunity. He's not 
he's not off on vacation. I'm sure he takes vacations, but he is like leaning all in to the moments and to the things that he has in front of him instead of just assuming that he's always going to have this shot. And I don't know if that's Chris Jenner pushing him or who is giving him excellent advice. Yeah, there's a family of a lot of really good entrepreneurs. <laughs> but like he's pushing and then he just came out with his Netflix documentary, Look Mom, I Can Fly. It's just like th- that is the type of mentality of just continuing to push. I'm sure he's made money, but he's also pushing to make more and doing the same things that he did when he was having shows of 12 people and now they're all sold out in huge stadiums. Yeah, globally. Globally. World domination. I love that. World domination. World domination. Man, we are going on a world domination to bring education, value, and excitement. So what's next for you? Uh, We are here this week. Lots of podcasts, lots of interviews, getting some businesses closed to start putting on our platform, which I'm really excited about. Big businesses, big brands. Um, the traction we're getting has is, is been phenomenal. We've got about 50 different businesses in our pipeline right now that we're working with, which is exciting, as you know. And then we're heading off to Miami where we have a 10X 360 program with, I don't know, 25 businesses doing close to $270 million in revenue for our two-day program. And then we had to add, just like your Travis Scott example, we added one two weeks later because we're over, we overfilled that, that program. So Great problems to have. Yeah, I love it. We're just all out massive action and uh, bringing as much value to people as we can possibly bring because that's the other side of the equation. The more value you bring to people, the more those people will advocate you and tell people why and how you help them succeed, the, the more you get to do got to be in love with what you do. When you're in love with what you do and who you get to do it with, oh. We love getting to do things together. This, I, is, the, this is our dream world. This is the world that we dreamed up and we're executing on. Not only do we now. dream up the world, anybody who's listened to the show knows that the whole th- idea of the show was age gap relationships and realness. Mm-hmm. And here we just got back from LA where we had like a phenomenal dinner with dear friends, mm-hmm. like people we love. And everyone at the table halfway through dinner realized that everyone at the table was in an age gap relationship. Was in an age gap relationship. And just had different perspectives on it. Just looked at all of it in in different ways than we do, but um it was it was pretty cool to share those stories and and talk to people where there's a real need of talking about and it. Those, and those people have been together a long time. Yeah. It's not like they're new relationships. And and so we have manifested intentionally, but we didn't, we didn't go, we didn't mm-hmm. sit there going, Hey, we manifest. It's just that we have manifested in our life, the kind of people we want to be around, um, people that we can add value to their lives. They add value to our lives. And it was just an amazing dinner because we walked out of there thinking we, we've manifested the right kind of people, people that we can associate and affiliate and understand and love. And it was just, it was an amazing evening. It was an amazing evening. Not to mention I was on the front page of all the newspapers all over the world. With a new girlfriend. (laughs) My first paparazzi experience. Oh boy. I thought they were there for you. Little did I know they were there to see me. But no, we've created this world. We very intentionally created this world. A big piece of this world and us getting this confidence is figuring out how to get money right and our own mindset around money right to be able to 
have opportunities to create more abundance for everybody around us, for the businesses that work with us, for ourselves, for our friends, for the people that work with us. And that has been a catalyst for everything else in our life going the direction that we needed it to. Like it's the things yeah, that you don't pay attention to for a while. Once you start paying attention to them and work it out, it's amazing how things come together around it. Yeah, you, it's that power of intentionality. And it's easy for people to say, oh, well, that's because Brandon sold his business. But the, the fact is, had I not been for the last 30 years making money, buying real estate, putting myself in a position where I didn't feel the pressure, mm -hmm. a couple times when the business sale was going to fall through, it would have been really easy. If, the, if I depended on the income from the business, it would have been really easy to say, I'll just I'll just retreat and I'll just keep my business the way it is and not end up selling it because selling your business is not easy. Mm. And if the if if I was like desperate that I had to sell it in order to live and I didn't have my real estate and I I didn't have the confidence I could generate lots of income at certain points in the process of the sales process I would have retreated back, which well, I see a lot of business owners do that because they don't have a backup plan. Mm -hmm. So they're like, well, the income I make off my business, I can't really give that up. And if I can't get the number I want for it, then I guess I'll just keep working. And they just keep trapping themselves over and over and over. So making sure that you put yourself in a position, whatever that looks like for long-term financial freedom. So you're not every day, you're not having to show up and grind. And then when something amazing happens, you can take advantage of it because you have the confidence to take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. And I love learning these things at my age to be able to set up the framework for the rest of our life. And I think it's just easy to get scared about money. If you don't know about money, if your parents never talked about it, if the people in your atmosphere and your environment aren't teaching you how to look at it properly, aren't having these conversations, if you don't have insight into the type of conversations like this, they're out there, like you can find them, but I would encourage you to listen to not only this podcast, but listen to other content where it's good information, it's right information, because I guarantee you when you figure this out and if it's something that you're currently scared about or you just don't have a lot of clarity into how to create it for yourself, you're going to be nervous in other areas of life too. That it's not just it's not just about the money, it's the confidence that it brings for you to be able to have all sorts of conversations and interactions with people that will enrich your life. You know, I just had a thought. What was your thought? I love um, it when you have thoughts. You Grant have did thoughts. a whole series on this money thing. Like mm -hmm. he's got uh, tons of videos and stuff. Yeah. And um, I watched all of his on Cardone U. Yeah. So he does a package for a thousand. I think he did. He offered it at our last just for someone. It's it's like a twenty five thousand dollar program. Mm -hmm. um, he offered one of the videos or something or one of the programs for a thousand bucks. And a lot of people were very excited about it after listening because it, it taught them how to think about money. Yep. Whoever, whoever posts the best comments on this episode, mm -hmm. stories about money, mm -hmm. I will gift one of those programs to whoever gives you the best comments on, on this story. So awesome. I will. So you'll pick somebody who gave you a, a true comment about money or whatever, and you pick somebody, and then I will give them this program. And I think the value of this program is like ten thousand bucks. Yeah. And I'll give it's it a to serious program. That's right. So the the if that I put so all the program together, it's a ten thousand dollar program, and I'll give I'll give it to the person that writes the best comments, of their experiences with money or what they took from this episode. I don't care what they write as long as it's 
it's sincere and it has some thought into it. Thank you. That's so nice of you. Well, this uh, whole episode's on low money and how to do it, right? And and they might as well hear it from the guy we heard it from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He also has a free book called Millionaire Booklet. Yep. I've read it a couple times. Read it just last week. Can you download Short that? Book. Yeah, it's a free book. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'll find the link and, and share it with you yeah, guys. Perfect. And then also how to create wealth and investing in real estate. That is the very first book that I read around what types of real estate investments there are and how we ultimately, that was the first step of how we ultimately became comfortable looking into Cardone Capital. And that's been a vehicle that you've chosen to- Yeah, I've put a lot of money with Grant and and I'm gonna put a lot more. Yeah, yeah. because it's proven. So thank you guys for listening. We will uh, see you all next week. Yeah, great show, hon. Thanks, love.